Hello, and welcome to Let's Listen, a podcast that lets you experience the greatest video game stories of all time. My name is Sam Hillestad, and this is episode 9. Previously on Let's Listen, the group undertook a daring mission to get supplies for the boat. They found gas, a battery, and medicine, but Ben, the high schooler, didn't make it back. Back at the manor where the boat is, Lee was confronted by Vernon, the leader of a group of cancer survivors. He said that Clem would be better off with him, so Lee told him to fuck off. But shortly after, Clem went missing. Lee found her bloody hat in the street, but as he was bending to pick it up, he got bitten by a walker. He quickly hid the bite from the rest of the group, which at this point is just Krista, Omid, and Kenny. Kenny agreed to help look for Clem, and their first stop was the underground morgue where Vernon and his crew were hiding out. But they found it completely abandoned. And then Lee's walkie-talkie comes to life, and we hear a voice, a strange voice, not Vernon's, someone else, someone who says he has Clem. We pick up as we hear Lee and the stranger on the walkie-talkie, but all we'll see are the streets of Savannah, overrun with walkers. This is episode 9 of Let's Listen. The city is overrun. The walkers are everywhere. They're crawling all over the train they came in on. They're packed shoulder to shoulder in the roads. They're amassing outside the bunker where Lee and Kenny are holed up. And then we finally see Lee, who's holding the walkie-talkie. He considers. Please, don't hurt her! But thinks of Clementine first. And just like that, the voice is gone. Lee looks at the walkie-talkie, horrified and confused. But there's nothing he can do now, so he clips it back on his belt. Just hold on, Clementine. I'm coming for you. Don't worry, pal. We'll get her back. We ain't flush with time, but... Fuck. We got less than I thought. I'll be ready to kill anything that tries to get in. You got it by yourself? Damn right. You just trying to find another way out of here. Got it. And Lee, glad I didn't let you come alone. Kenny gets to work securing the entrance to the sewers, leaving Lee to look for a way out. He goes to the coolers. Nothing through here. Where the dead bodies would be. Damn. I was kind of hoping they dug some secret tunnels or something. But there's nothing. Just some surgical supplies. He does find some surgical supplies on a counter. Scalpels, a tourniquet, things like that. And in one of the cabinets, he finds an odd-looking device. And it's labeled as a rib spreader. This isn't gonna help. He can't think of any use for either of those right now, so he keeps exploring. Up some stairs toward the back of the morgue, Lee finds some elevator doors. 
They're shut, but Lee figures maybe he can pry them open. But they won't budge. Lee does have an idea, though. He goes back to that cabinet where he found that device, the rib spreader. Looks like a carjack. I don't want to imagine this being used on a body. He takes it and makes his way back to the elevators, where he's able to slip it in between the doors. There's a crank that he can use to very slowly start spreading the doors apart. I'll have these doors open in two seconds. It's working. With just a few turns of the crank, he's able to get a pretty good-sized gap. But then we see the world from Lee's perspective, and he's having a hard time keeping his eyes open. The world is spinning. Lee is struggling to stand up. He looks at his arm where the bite is, and he knows why this is happening. And then he collapses, and the screen goes black. We see Kenny standing over us. Lee, wake up. What the fuck happened? Are you alright? But we still can't open our eyes. Fuck me. When the hell did that happen? God damn it, Lee. The screen goes black again. Okay. And we finally open our eyes. This has to be done. We see Kenny. Sorry, pal. Holding. I gotta do it. A hacksaw. Ready to cut off our arm. Uh, Don't kill me! He stops. He was clearly ready to do it. Thanks. But also God. relieved. I found your goddamn secret, you dumb son of a bitch. You were bitten? Fuck, man. When were you... God. It happened before. Lee sits up. He was lying down at an operating table with a tourniquet on and everything. I'm sorry I didn't say anything. He looks ashamed. You fucking better be. What are you doing keeping that to yourself? I don't know. Well, look, I'm pissed. But I'm glad you're not alone. I was, uh, gonna try to do a little surgery before you woke up. Lee looks bewildered. Why would Kenny have been trying to perform surgery with a hacksaw, no less? What? What are you talking about? Look, you haven't been bitten long. It's away from your heart and your head. We take the arm... And maybe we save your life. Lee looks suspicious. I might die a lot faster in a pool of my own blood. We've got to try something. Come on, Lee. And now Lee has a decision. He can keep the arm and risk it spreading, or he can have Kenny perform that surgery. Fuck it. Cut it off. You sure? Yeah. It might stop it from spreading. Or it might at least buy him some time. So Kenny goes to get the hacksaw. Fuck this. Fuck. Just gotta do it. And Lee gets in position. He puts his arm on the table and mentally prepares himself. This ain't gonna be fun. Tell me about it. Lee thinks about what to say next. What could very well be his last words. If I don't live through this... I need you to know you. Keep still. Try. Hold on, man. 
Kenny gets stuck at the bone. And Lee passes out. Lee's eyes just barely open. And the first thing he sees is a bloody stump and his arm lying on the floor next to him. Then we see Kenny. Holy hell. We thought maybe we'd lost you. You've been out a while, man. Lee looks around him, and he's in a pool of his own blood. Oh, what the hell did we do? Oh. Uh. Jesus, this hurts so goddamn bad. I hope it helps. You gonna be able to get going? I think we gotta move. The walkers from the sewer have started breaking in. They don't have much time left. Lee struggles to stand up. Yeah. But he manages. Good. The elevator's open. Let's go. And so they make their way toward the elevator. I'll bring up the rear. I don't want to bleed on anyone. You are some kind of something. They step into the shaft. And they see a ladder. An extremely long ladder. Not exactly a handicap ramp. No, no it's not. We're gonna have to climb as quiet as we can. Can you handle that? Yeah, keep going. So Kenny goes first, and then Lee starts trying to climb. Every rung takes an enormous effort for Lee, but he's making it. He's gritting his teeth and fighting and struggling, but he's making it one rung at a time. And then, watch out! A walker. Man, everything okay up there? I just about shit my pants, but yeah. Fell down the elevator shaft out of nowhere, but it misses both of them. After way up this impossibly long ladder, using just one arm to climb it, Lee passes a set of elevator doors that are open. And we see inside that the floor is absolutely teeming with walkers. Lee has to be extremely quiet and slow, but thankfully, they don't notice. And eventually... Lee makes it to the top. He steps out into the sunshine, and we see that they're on top of the roof of a hospital. On one of the walls painted in big white letters are the words, no help. And all around them on the streets below are walkers. Remember when Savannah was empty? Oh, way back then. Like six hours ago? A lot's happened in the meantime. You want to talk about what happened back there? You lost a lot of blood. If you find yourself getting winded or worse, you gotta let me know. The stump is bleeding, but he looks okay for now. And it wasn't my favorite hand anyway. Well, you haven't lost your spirit. Seriously, though. Don't treat me any different. I got one goal, you hear me? Yeah, pal. I do. Lee looks out toward the horizon 
and then at the streets below. Clementine's out there somewhere, gobbled up in all of that. We'll get to her, Lee. We'll do whatever we have to. I think step one is to pick a direction. Back towards the mansion is my vote. I'm all turned around, though. It's between us and River Street, so we can stop if we have to. Retrace our steps, maybe. And they get going towards the hotel where Clem's parents were staying. Okay. We get down and we find a little girl out there. Right, pal? Lee nods. Now, let's get our bearings. So Lee and Kenny get to work, exploring the roof of this hospital, looking for some possible way down. The first thing that Lee inspects closer are those big letters on the side that say no help. And he notices that the P at the end is cut off. It was never finished. At the base of it, there's a ladder on the ground and a big splatter of paint. He or she walked away from whatever accident happened. That doesn't really mean much. There are footprints in the paint. And the footprints lead to the edge of the roof. Lee thinks about what those words must have meant. Hospital must have run out of doctors. And he also looks closer at that ladder. It's an extension ladder. He sees that it could be extended if need be. That could come in handy. Next, Lee goes over to where Kenny is standing. He's looking out at a building in the distance. It's a building taller than everything else around it, and it looks familiar. That looks like Crawford Square over there. Fuck that place. Did fix up our boat, though. We get Clementine and get right back. Make sure she wears her life jacket, okay? Something tells me she's not going to want to. Kenny chuckles at that. But then Lee... Here's a way down. Spots of fire escape. Yeah, if half the dead population of Georgia wouldn't wander in the streets down there. Kenny's right. At the base of the fire escape is a veritable army of walkers. There's no getting through them. So Lee keeps exploring the roof and sees another landmark that he recognizes. That's the church across the street from the mansion. River Street should be just beyond that. Just need to figure out a way to get there. And then Lee sees one more thing. The final piece of the puzzle. There's a bell tower right next door to the hospital. With the bell tower on this side of the hospital, and the mansion over there, uh, that might be our way off this rooftop. I can make it to that bell tower. I can draw the walkers down to that side of the hospital. There'll be thousands of them. That'll thin out the streets between here, the mansion, and River Street. Even if it's just for a few minutes. There is quite a big gap between the hospital and the bell tower, but that ladder that Lee found earlier might just be long enough. So Lee goes to retrieve it, which is difficult with one arm, but he manages. Whoa, you need some help with that? I got it. And all by himself, he carries it over toward that gap. He sets it on the hospital side very gently and starts lowering it. Damn it. Again, with one arm, it proves difficult. Oh, shit. But Lee gets it in place, and it is just long enough. The bell tower? Yeah. Could buy us some time. Draw as many as we can this way. Get down off the roof on the opposite side and bust our asses getting back to the mansion. You think you should be the one to go? Let me do it. No. If we have to decide who takes a risk like this, 
It should be the guy who's got the least to lose. What's the worst that could happen? I get bitten again? If anything happens to me, you're the only chance she's got. Be careful. And that's enough for Kenny. But Lee, honestly, still looks pretty uneasy about this. The ladder is just barely long enough, and it looks precarious. Why the hell are we letting the one-armed guy do all the high-risk maneuvers? Because the one-armed guy insists. Now shut up about it. That thing looks a little rickety. Maybe keep that shit to yourself next time? Yep. So Kenny does shut up, and Lee starts climbing across, one rung at a time, very slow, very cautious. But then, a piece comes loose on the ladder. It starts slipping. Lee has to make a desperate jump for the edge. And he just barely makes it. Jesus, you all right? Lisa looks terrified, but... Yeah, I'm fine. I was wishing I had my other hand. No kidding. Try to find another way out. And he may have made it there safely, but now he's stuck. There's no obvious way out. All there is, really, is a giant bell right in the middle. A few solid rings of this and there'll be thousands down below. There's a thick rope right next to the bell. Lee grabs hold and pulls as hard as he can. And the walkers take notice. They start flocking toward the bell in droves. Before long, there are hundreds, maybe thousands, surrounding the bell tower. It worked. That did the trick, pal! Now get back here! And now, he just has to get back. But again, there's no obvious way down. Lee only sees one option. I think I have to jump! There's no way back! You can make it! It ain't that far! Kenny's being optimistic. It's at least ten feet across, maybe fifteen. You got this! You got this, motherfucker! Lee starts pumping himself up. At least he's higher than the hospital, so he's jumping down. What are you waiting for? But that is still a really big gap. Jump! Lee backs up, giving himself plenty of room for a running jump. Uh! He grabs the ledge just barely. And he pulls himself up with one arm. Good goddamn leap, pal. He is a man on a mission. Let's get the hell off this roof. The streets on the other side of the hospital are clear now, so they're able to go down the fire escape. The screen goes black, and when we see them next, they're back at the manor. There's one walker out front. Lee draws his gun and takes care of it. And then they see the shed, the shed where the boat is, except now there's a shovel stuck through the handles, and we hear banging coming from inside. Open, dammit! Lee takes the shovel out and opens the door. Inside are Krista and Omid, but no boat. What the fuck? Vernon, his entire crew, 
They took the boat. No fucking way! They jumped us. They didn't have Clementine. They took the boat and locked us in here. The invalids? Their actions, uh, contradict your characterization, but yeah, the invalids. They fucked us! He's right. They're not invalids. They're just people. People who've been dealing with shitty situations even longer than we have. No wonder they got the jump on us. I don't give a fuck if their Make-A-Wish was a fucking boat ride! When I find them, I'm gonna rip their throats out! We'll never find them. I can't believe they did this to us. Sick! It really is! They use your goddamn sympathy for sick folks and then stab us right in the back! They didn't use shit. They did what anybody would have done. They've been living like ghosts forever and they were fed up. That's it. And then they see it. What the hell happened to you? Cut it off. Seriously? Lee looks down, ashamed, but he has to come clean. I was bitten. What? It was an accident. A small, stupid thing. But yeah. Before we split up? Yes. You fucker! God, we would have gone with you! I lived through it, which is a start. And well, I... Lee examines his bloody stump and shrugs. I thought it might save my life. I was lucky to get bit down on the wrist. Far from anything important. But who knows? Krista and Omid give each other a worried look. But first things first, I need to get out of this shed. Omid, can you go over the fence and let us into the backyard? We shouldn't be out in the open. Yeah. Omid runs off, and we see Kenny, who's struggling. This is not happening. Everything is so fucked. Clementine is still out there. So we get Clementine, and then what? We get the fuck out of cities. I'm done with cities. We go into the countryside and make a go of it. I don't want to go back out there again. Then don't. Go your own way. You're every man for himself until you and your boyfriend actually need something. You wouldn't have had a boat to lose without us. So shove it, okay? Worry about the boat after. Can scour the goddamn coast looking for him. I'll make that bastard wish the cancer had got him. You're welcome to. Just calm down for a second. Then Omid opens the shed for us. We can do this in the yard. And they go into that courtyard in front of the manor to continue this conversation. What do you think, Lee? What do we do now, without a boat? Well, I know you two are just going to look out for number one. And number two, you know, yourself. It's not like that, man. Bullshit, it's not. Don't engage him, Omid. There's other shit at play, all right? What, you got the boat hidden somewhere? Shut up, dude. Watch your mouth. Lee chimes in. Get to the countryside. And agrees with Krista. We dicked around with cities and coastlines and boats too long. Take her out there. Live as safe as you can, okay? Yeah. We gotta get out into some open spaces. You know that's what I'm for. This is bullshit. You might not even be around, so... With all due respect, Lee, his opinion doesn't carry a lot of weight. Hey, it's still his little girl out there. She's number one. That's the end of that, okay? But what about... But before he can finish that thought... Oh, shit! Here they come! In the house! They see a mob of walkers headed straight for them. They run inside and lock the door behind them. They shouldn't be able to get into the backyard, right? Maybe not. We can secure this place. Krista. Lee starts giving out orders. Search the house for weapons. On it. She runs off. Kenny. Kenny steps up. Move anything you can up against the doors and windows. That's what I was thinking. Kenny leaves. Omid. And next up is Omid. What is it? But he's frozen, staring off into the distance. Lee turns and sees what he's staring at. 
It's the front door. Everyone, help Omi now! Which is wide open. The walkers are coming straight forward, but before Lee can go to help, a zombie reaches through the doggy door. It has Lee's leg. He's stomping it over and over again until he chops its hand off. Lee, help! Cut their fucking arms off! There's gotta be a knife or something in there! The rest of the group Hurry! is using their bodies to hold those doors shut, but there are a bunch of arms and legs stuck in the way. Lee scours the kitchen looking for some sort of knife, and he Take finds arms off. a butcher knife. And he starts swinging, chopping arms and legs off left and right, chopping anything he can find. Until finally, they can get the door shut. Now what? They breathe a deep, collective sigh of relief. Safe for now. Shh, everybody. We have to hide and then find a way out. Lee's right. This place is secure. We're patient and then we get going. But then, they start coming in. From every door and window, they were barricaded, but they're getting Stop. through anyway. Get upstairs! Go! Lee sees one walker coming straight for him. It's Bree. He plants the butcher knife right in her skull. And then runs upstairs. Guys, help me with this! Kenny has a plan. While Krista covers him, he's gonna use this enormous desk to barricade themselves in the hallway. Lee comes over to help him push this desk. It's enormous and heavy. It's slow going, but eventually, everyone gets to the end of the hallway. They're able to put it in place. This will slow him down. Everyone climbs over. Get to the end of the hallway. Take a fucking stand. And they draw their weapons, ready for a final stand. Can't let ourselves get trapped. Let's get as many as we can. When we see an opening, we go for it. How many bullets y'all have? Three. Five. Four. You all know where to aim. Get ready. They all lift their guns out. Pointed toward the top of the stairs where the walkers are going to come any minute. We see the first one. Lee takes aim. And takes it out in one shot. But then the horde arrives. And they open fire. Every single bullet is a headshot, but it doesn't matter. I'm out! Me too! Fuck! Where do we go? There's no goddamn opening! Up! Lee pulls down the ladder to the attic. Go! And they all race upstairs. The zombies have broken through their barricade. They're climbing over the desk and they're right behind them. But they just barely escape. That could have gone better. Everyone okay? Lee's still bitten. Shut up. Okay, let's get out of here and keep moving. Kid's right, we gotta keep moving. Think there's any chance we get Clem and catch up to those goddamn thieves? I don't know. Maybe. Well, we're not going out through this window. No latches, no roof access, and 30 feet straight down. Anyone have any ideas? Omid sees. I bet this guy would. A marble bust. He's got a resourceful air about him. Knock it off. Dixon Kent III, industrial... Omid? Krista, just trying to lighten the fucking tone. We need solutions, not stupid jokes. Krista looks surprised at herself. I'm sorry. And she uh, immediately regrets her words. So, no ideas then. There's gotta be another way. Check the floor for any other access, a vent, anything. Or we wait for the house to clear out and stick to the high ground. 
and then Lee coughs. Hey. Crystal walks over. You're not looking great, and you're warm. And his breathing is labored just a little. I'm okay. Don't. But then. What did that mean? She's at the hotel where her parents were staying. He hasn't moved her. Yet. Yeah. Yet. We need to start thinking about more than just Clementine when it comes to our urgency. What do you mean? How do we get out of here? That's the whole point. We don't know. Okay, now your life depends on it. How do you get out of here? I don't know. I don't get it. I do. And she looks at Lee. Like I said, everyone needs to keep looking for a way out, damn it. We're trapped in here. Do you think that worked? And he points at his stump. I don't know. I hope so. I think we need to have an adult conversation about what happens if Lee takes another spill. Hey, look. We could be looking at a Larry situation here. Who's Larry? It don't matter. He looks fine to me. Okay, what do you want to do? Just talk about it. Does that conversation end with me getting something dropped on my head? Now, hey! Guys, I don't know what happened before Omid and I showed up, but we can cross this bridge when we get to it. Lee, I'm not advocating anything here, but how is this not a thing? We're all so worked up about Clementine that we're forgetting what the fuck happened to you. Lee looks furious. My arm is not the issue. I'm not the problem. The 500 walkers in the house and no door in this room are the goddamn problem. Yeah, maybe at the moment, but who's to say when it becomes an issue? At that point, there may not be any time left to deal with it. This is getting out of hand. You're gonna listen to me. We will get Clementine back, with or without you, because I haven't given up everything to die because we were stupid. You're not touching me. Do you understand that? You know exactly what to do if I turn, and that's enough. Do you hear me? You might become one of them! You understand that? How can you be fucking calm about that? And then Lee picks up that marble bust. He gets ready to throw it. He takes aim at Kenny's head. Ah! But at the last minute, decides to throw it against the wall in frustration. You ruined that dude's face. Shut up, sweetie. Look. She points at where it hit the wall, and we see black, rotting wood. It's corroded to hell. He breaks away a piece easily. What's on the other side of this wall? A 30-foot drop? No. This mansion butts up against the one next door. I'll be damned. We're not lifers on Alcatraz here. We can't spend the next three months digging through a wall. If the rest is as dilapidated as this, we might not have to. Let's see. Kenny looks around and sees a metal coat rack. He picks it up and starts thrusting. And pretty quickly, he makes a dent. Yeah, we can do this. Okay. We'll work in shifts. Omid, Krista, and I. Lee, you rest. We have to work fast. Krista and Omid find a couch where they can sit down. And Kenny gets to work. But Lee stays put. And then looks at Kenny. I wasn't gonna hurt you. Sure, pal. I know. Kenny gets back to work. And Lee leaves him. He goes to join Krista and Omid. He finds a chair. And Krista glares at him. Can't believe you didn't tell us you were bitten. Lee looks ashamed, but tries to explain himself. I didn't want to scare anyone. Because you were scared yourself. I've been bitten by a walker. You thought we'd turn on you. Sure. You were scared. 
I don't blame you. I would be scared shitless. It's so weird. I keep doing a double take on your arm, expecting it to be there. I'm hoping whatever's in their bite is gone, too. What do you think the odds are of that? I don't know. I know everyone's wondering. Even if it just slows down the process, I'd be happy. You don't mean that. So when we get this guy, what do you think? A serious look falls across Lee's face. A mean look that we haven't really seen before. We make sure he never takes anybody from anyone again. World's got enough even. And, you know, whatever happens to you... Uh... Seriously, can we not talk like that? I was bitten, Krista. You cut it off. What good is it to plan around that work? What good is it for you to give up? I haven't given up. But even so, Lee needs to think of Clementine. And what to do should the worst happen. I want Kenny to look after her. Stop it. Do you hear me? Are you sure, man? You didn't see him with his family. What he do to protect them? We're not doing this right now. Krista, listen to him. It's what I want, okay? Kenny walks over. All right. I'm out of gas. And he looks at Omid. You look good and rested. Sure. If you don't count an infected leg. You want me to do it? Nah, and you can hop in after me. Omid goes over to the wall. He picks up the coat hanger and... We can see that Kenny has actually made a lot of progress. Shouldn't be long now. It's good we're forced to take a breath. Got, uh, feeling any better? Kenny gestures at Lee's arm, or lack thereof. Still feels pretty recently chopped. So no, Kenny feels about as, uh, good as you'd expect. I mean, do you think it worked? Did it, did it help at all? I feel like a man who got bitten. So, take that for what it's worth. Heard you guys giving Lee some hell about hiding his bike. Yeah, of course. I'd have done the same thing. And then suddenly, Kenny leans forward and buries his face in his hands. How are you? I'm... I don't know how to answer that. I'm sorry. You've lost more than anyone. Well, as much as anyone. It'll be alright, kid. Why are you acting like what's happened ain't happened? Anyway, I appreciate it from both of you. A lot of us have lost families. Then Kenny sees something hiding under the couch. He reaches down, and it's a bottle of whiskey. This guy tell you much about what we've been through? Bits and pieces. See that lump on his face? You did that? Might have. It's all water under the bridge. All we can do is move forward. Well, he raises the whiskey bottle. Cheers. And takes a swig. Kenny hands the bottle to Lee then, who eagerly takes a drink. And then he offers it to Krista, who initially bristles at the idea, then reconsiders, then grabs the bottle and chugs. She looks satisfied, to say the least. And then... I'm through! Omi did it. No walkers. Things are looking up. There's a hole in the wall, small but big enough for them to crawl through. And it opens up into another room. Everyone keep a goddamn eye out. The room is a bedroom. 
and even though we can still hear walkers from all around, it seems safe for now. This place seems pretty sealed off. But then... Well... We see... On the bed... There are two corpses lying there. Holding hands. One of them has a gun in his hand. The group looks nervous for a moment. But then sees that... With how they went out, they're not coming back. Smart. Think of all the people we've seen go. They got to do it their own way. Together. Don't you say that. You stick it out as long as you can. You do whatever you have to. I could have done more. Kenny looks morose and Lee tries to comfort him. You did everything you could. No, Lee. I could have been a better husband. Better father. Could have been a better friend. So let's figure out a way out of here. Get that little girl. We should move. Yeah. Got at least one shot left. Kenny takes the gun. Let's clear the room before we move on. Lee, figure out where we're headed. Lee starts to explore the rest of the bedroom, which is full of ornate wall decorations and antique furniture. Then Omid points at a flat-screen TV on the wall. Judging by the decor of this room, I'd guess they were PBS watchers. Hey, my parents' house looked a lot like this. And they watch kung fu movies. Omid flashes Krista a smile. Just saying. And Krista shrugs. And then Lee notices a particularly gaudy piece on the wall. What do you call this thing? It looks like a massive coat of arms or something. Art? Omid chuckles under his breath. And the levity is all well and good, but Lee still needs to find a way out. And for that, Lee sees a balcony that might be promising. He goes over and opens it. And the balcony is extremely small. It's maybe just a couple square feet with a wrought iron fence around it. But it might give them access to the rooftop next to it. Looks like we can stay off the streets all the way to River Street if we're careful. Let's go. First things first, though, they need to make that jump. Lee insists on going first. He climbs up onto the railing, struggling to balance with just one arm. The group looks extremely nervous about him going first. He jumps and makes it easily. He looks back at the group, giving them a wry smile for doubting him. And so the rest of the group follows one by one. Krista makes the jump just fine. Omid follows her without any problems, and Kenny is last. The railing just barely holds, but they all make it. Let's keep going. Be careful up here. They haven't learned to climb yet, right? So the four of them start walking along the rooftops, making their way toward the Marsh House, the hotel where Clementine is being held. The screen cuts to black, and when we see them next, it's dusk and they're still traversing the rooftops. It's good to be moving. It seems like they're making progress and fast. They almost look confident. We can't stop. Damn right we can't. We're not too far. How we finding this guy? We'll just get to the hotel and stick together and use our heads. You got that walkie-talkie? Yeah, of course I do. You might want to give him a call and tell him we're coming for him. Yeah, right. And then once again, there's a gap that they have to cross. Careful cross here. It's a rickety bridge. 
made of plywood planks. And as Lee's walking across, he does exactly what you're not supposed to do. He looks down. And he sees that the streets are still infested with walkers. Thankfully, the makeshift bridge holds all of them. And they make it across safely. They've certainly had a streak of good luck. River Street's just up ahead. On this roof, there's this strange hole right in the middle of it. Nope. Maw of darkness full of walkers? Fuck that shit. They stop to peer down inside. It's a black, mysterious nothingness. I don't see any down there. You can hear them, right? We're all desensitized to it, but I can still smell them. Let's keep going, you bunch of lollygaggers. <laughs> Kenny bumped into Lee. And... Oh, fuck. <sighs> well... I'm so sorry. They all look down into the hole at the walkie-talkie. We have to get it back. That's our lifeline to her. But we can find this guy without it. And what if we don't? We need every clue that comes out of it. Lee's right. I am so fucking sorry. It's fine. We just need to figure out who's going down there. No, we don't. Krista! Jesus fucking Christ! I got it. Get me up. Krista has the walkie-talkie now, but now she needs to get out. Fuck. We can't reach. Find something. Fast. Fast would be good. Keep a fucking eye on her. It's dark in there, and we can't see anything other than Krista, but we can definitely still hear the walkers. They are close. And so Lee goes to frantically, but quietly, search for something, anything, that would help them get her out of there. Meanwhile, Kenny and Omid are reaching their arms as far down as they can. Can you jump? I am jumping! But it's still not quite enough. Pretty quickly, Lee's able to find a metal pipe. So he rushes back and lowers it down for her, and it's just low enough that she can reach. Grab onto this! We'll pull you up! Good. Thanks. So she grabs hold, and Lee with his one arm, starts pulling her up until he drops her. Lee's arm just gave out. And now we still can't see the walkers, but we can tell they're closer. They definitely know she's in there now. Shit, they're in there! And now more desperately than ever, Krista's jumping and flailing and Omid is trying to grab on. Jump up here, baby! Let's go! Jump! (sighs) And it's still not enough. Me and my fucking mouth. And then we see Kenny, and he knows what he has to do. What are you doing? Get her, Ken! Can't you said all that shit and not do something now? Come on, reach! (sighs) I got you, hun! Save her! Go, go, go! Can you fucking hear me? He saved Krista. But then he sees them. A look of horror falls across his face. He draws his gun. Together, Lee and Omid pull Krista to safety. Get Kenny! Lee goes back for Kenny, but he's gone. You gotta run, man! Go! We'll find a way to get you! All we see are walkers. Get the fuck off me! 
in after him! We can't! We have to! Lee! Go! Where... where'd he go? He's dead. Maybe he's not. He went down there for you. I know he did. He... He... sacrificed himself. And saved a life. Thanks for listening to episode 9 of Let's Listen. Kenny is gone. It's just Lee, Krista, and Omid now. But Clem is still out there, and that's all that matters. Next time, we'll see how it all ends. Lee and the stranger will finally meet face to face. We'll learn his backstory, why he kidnapped Clem, why he has this vendetta against Lee, and we'll find out if Lee's amputation was worth it. I'll leave you with a single call to action this time. If you like the show, tell a friend. They don't have to like podcasts, they don't have to play video games or be a Walking Dead fan. They just need to be able to enjoy a good story. Maybe it's your mom or your dad, maybe it's your boyfriend or girlfriend, maybe a coworker. Let them know about the show, and thank you. Again, my name is Sam, and this has been Episode 9 of Let's Listen. See you next time for the season finale.